Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC, are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchise of Retirement Income Source, LLC. Retirement Income Source, LLC, and Sound Income Strategies, LLC, are associated entities. Retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50% of their life savings just as they near retirement. It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, how are you today? I hope you're well. I hope your family's well. I hope you're having a little bit of time to relax and maybe you're driving somewhere. Maybe you're just hanging out on your deck or in your garage. Who knows, but I'm glad that you're here. I'm certainly grateful to have you as a listener. Thank you to all of you who go to our website, johnsonwim.com, or you go to capitalizelife.com. And thankful for so many of you coming to my YouTube channel, The Capitalized Life, and watching videos there and commenting and subscribing and sharing that with your friends. It's always so very gratifying. Well, I tell you what, where are we and where do we go from here? That is something that so many People are asking right now with regards to the information that they're seeing on the news about our economy. Well, those things, we get bombarded with information, but what does that information really mean to us? My goal for today's program is to put this into context to help you understand what it means. Does it mean good things? Does it mean bad things? Well, let's discover together. And let's hopefully help give you some guidance as to what you need to be paying attention to, what's important for you personally as the person who wants to retire, or if you're already retired, stay retired and be able to have and maintain your lifestyle. These are very important things to us today because we're living in challenging times. We're living in very changing times. And changes, although they can be good, we have to be aware of the ones that are not so good. So let's look at a little bit of information. The first is, what did inflation do? Well, did inflation move? Did it go up? Did it go down? Um, Yeah, not really. No. (laughs) When we saw the CPI index report that came out earlier in February, what we found out is that the needle didn't even hardly move. Inflation went from 6.5% to 6.4%. And so it didn't even move enough to move the needle. It didn't even move enough that you and I are feeling much of a difference. Now, interestingly enough, I'm seeing gas prices coming down a little bit. 
But as far as food, as far as clothing, as far as retail sales are concerned, not seeing a lot of movement in that, not seeing a lot of price decrease. And so inflation came in much, much hotter than expected. There were so many analysts that were thinking we were going to see at least another half a percent to maybe even a full percent going from 6.5 to 6 or maybe 6.5 to 5.5. But it didn't happen. It did not happen. Then, a little bit later, about a week later, we had insult upon injury, and we saw the PPI, the Producers Price Index, and that came in hotter than expected as well. That was expected to come in somewhere around 0.4, and it came in 0.7. And so then we look towards details like how about unemployment? How many filed for unemployment? Surely. We're seeing more people without a job. Surely, I mean, with all of the news, all of these layoffs, I'm sure that we've seen a lot of increase in the unemployment rate. Nope. We only saw, or we saw, close to 194,000 that filed last week for unemployment versus the expected 200,000. So very, very surprising information. And you know the irony here? The irony of all of this information is that if we saw, say, the producer's price index coming in hotter than expected, we would think profitability. If we were looking at inflation at 6.4%, we would say profitability. If we looked at things like retail sales that were expected to be a 1.9% and retail sales came in at 3%, We would think, ooh, profitability. These are all great signs of a growing economy. These are all great signs for corporate profits. And that translates into potentially better stock prices, right? Well, not in this arena, not at this stage economically. You see, this is what's giving the Federal Reserve so much freaking heartburn. The Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates. My goodness. On March 17th of 2022, they raised interest rates by a quarter of a percent. Then on May 5th, they did 50 basis points. Then June 16th, July 27th, September 21st, November 2nd, they raised interest rates four consecutive times by three quarters of a percent. Then they raised interest rates again on December 14th. This time they lowered it to 50 basis points. And then February 1st this year, they raised interest rates, except this time they made a bit of a boo-boo. This time they raised interest rates by a quarter of a percent. Now, some of you have been commenting on my recent interview on the watch list with Nicole with TD Ameritrade, and I called for a 50 basis point increase by the Federal Reserve because based upon what I was seeing, based upon what I felt that the data was telling us at the time of that interview, I felt that the reserve would be justified and would likely go through with the 50 basis point increase. I felt that they needed to if they were going to continue to do what they said that they were going to do. Well, it turns out that they didn't. turns out that they decided to only do a quarter of a percent And much to their chagrin, right after they do 25 basis points in February on the 1st, all of a sudden now this information is coming out and it's making them look very foolhardy. It's making them look as though 
they're just not being as aggressive with this inflation as they should be. So what does that mean to us? What does it mean when we see retail sales jump 3% when we were only expecting 1.9? Well, right now, we have a interest rate in this country that's ranging between 4.5 to 4.75. And, you know, we've got a lot of members on the Federal Reserve. One of the biggest proponents, one of the biggest loudmouths of the group is Mr. Bullard. And Mr. Bullard came on and said, you know what, that's it. I've been trying to say that we need to be more aggressive in these interest rates. And I suggest right now we raise interest rates to 5.375. And every time Mr. Bullard opens his mouth, all of a sudden, there is the sense of panic that takes over. Because, well, guess what? If we raise interest rates too hot, too quickly, we can throw the economy into a recession. The Federal Reserve has been looking to try to do what they call a soft landing. Remember, they've gotten interest rates to the peak, and now they're starting to decrease the size of these rate increases, hoping that at the same time that they're decreasing the size of the rate increase, they're going to see a substantial response to the inflation. But now things are out of kilter. Now they haven't raised interest rates by enough, and we're seeing really positive, which is really negative, very bad information coming out. So what does this mean to all of us? Well, the reality here is that sticky inflation is going to mean not a lot of good for stocks. Sticky inflation is going to translate into higher interest rates. It's going to translate into the noose getting tighter on our economy. It's going to translate into more joblessness, more corporations taking and laying people off. And we're going to continue to feel the pain for quite a bit longer, I'm afraid. When they decided to raise interest rates by a quarter of a percent, and then we get all of this really positive information that's coming out. Positive, not in a good way, okay? They want to see things contract. They want to see this inflation being abated and people getting the pink notice. They want to see contraction happen within the economy. This is what they want to see in order to bring the rate of inflation down to what they consider to be a manageable level. And remember, they're trying to get down to 2%, which I think is very audacious. But all of these things are going to have an impact on how you invest your money. All of these things are going to have an impact on your wallet. Because if things don't become less expensive more quickly, that means you're going to have a much larger output of money from month to month for a longer period of time. And this is a financial strain. You see, if inflation stays elevated too much for too long and wages don't catch up, then all of a sudden, the person is being squeezed and they don't have a choice. This is the reason why, ladies and gentlemen, we're seeing the old human nature kick back into gear and people are starting to put things back on the credit card. Why? Because they don't have the money. And at the same time, this is a double-edged sword to that American family. It's a double-edged sword because at the same time that they don't feel that they have the money to be able to pay for these things, so they have to put it on the credit card. The credit card companies are the circling vultures. 
They are the buzzards flying in the air right now. To give you an example, I was talking to a client of mine. This guy has not been a client very long. He lives up in Minnesota. He's in the tech industry. He's well into his 60s. He probably should be retired by now, but he made some really poor financial decisions early on in his life. And he was telling me that before he ever met me, he had 15 credit cards. Can you imagine 15 credit cards? And he was extremely proud of himself because now he's down to five. But then he shares with me that the credit card that he has the greatest balance on is through American Express. And immediately I just started shaking my head. Just immediately I started just furrowing my brow because I know American Express. I've had personal experience with American Express as a business owner. And I asked him, I said, how much interest are you paying on that credit card? And he said, oh, a mere 24.5%. Holy smokes, 24.5%. How do you ever expect a person to get ahead when you're charging them 25% interest? How in the world? So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense, or if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. My staff will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value to you, and we'll email them to you or we'll mail them if you prefer. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. While we're coming up on the break, sit tight. I'm wound up. We got things to discuss about how we're going to go from here. We'll be right back. You're locked on to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. So how's this latest stock market roller coaster ride treating you? You've worked too long and too hard scrimping and saving for retirement to have it exposed to this market volatility or gobbled up by some retirement spend-down scheme. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, hoping for different results. For your free, no obligation, no more volatility information kit, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. It's time to get off the roller coaster and get serious about how you're planning for retirement using tools and strategies designed to generate steady retirement income so you may have the retirement you've worked so long and so hard for. For your free, no obligation, no more volatility information kit, call 866-290-3837 or visit johnsonwim.com. If you're preparing to retire in the next 10 years, this message is for you. You know, one of the biggest sources of income may be how you claim your Social Security. That's right, how you claim your benefits. Do you know your full retirement age? Do you know how much of your benefits may be taxed? Do you understand how to claim on an ex-spouse or that you even could? For your free, no-obligation Social Security information kit, call 866-290-3837. You could spend hours and hours searching around online only to find some generic calculators that may not factor in inflation, tax implications, your marital status, and hundreds of other variables. And if you call or stop into the Social Security office, they, by law, cannot advise you on which claiming strategy is best for you. 
For your free, no obligation Social Security information kit, call 866-290-3837 or visit johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Time now for more of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, if you're just joining us, welcome to the program. We're discussing all the various things that are going on in this crazy world of ours. We have gotten a tremendous amount of data that has been shared with us just recently And I think that we have to ask ourselves, where are we economically and where do we go from here? And how does it translate to you, the regular person who is attempting to try to be able to be a good steward of their money? You're trying to save money for retirement because you want to be able to enjoy a retirement, a reasonable retirement, a retirement of success, a retirement that provides you the lifestyle that you want and that you deserve as a retiree. So let's recap. We got our Federal Reserve raising interest rates by 25 basis points, which is less than what I was anticipating that they would raise interest rates. It was less than what I felt that they should raise interest rates if they were really serious about doing their job, as they said, trying to combat this inflation and abate it. And then as soon as that gets done, then all of a sudden we have the consumer price index that comes out. Everyone was expecting, you know, five and a half to maybe six. And it comes out and it doesn't even move, right? It goes from 6.5 to 6.4. Big deal. So then a little bit later, now we have all sorts of things that come out. We have the PPI index, the producer price index. And everyone was expecting that to come out at 0.4 and it came out at 0.7. That is hotter than expected. We see retail sales jumping 3%. They only expected it to jump 1.9. We thought surely we're going to be seeing a lot more unemployment and we expected 200,000 to file for unemployment. And guess what? They didn't. There was only 194,000. Still a smaller number than expected. That means that now the Federal Reserve is scratching their head going, well, shucks, that didn't work. And all of a sudden, that now puts into motion the Federal Reserve doing one of two things or potentially a combination of the two, which would be the worst. What are those things? Well, number one, by not raising the interest rates enough, it only deferred and only kicked the can down the road another couple of blocks. It now elongated the process of the Fed's raising interest rates. That's the first thing where maybe they would have been able to be done raising interest rates in two more rate cycles. Now I think that they've added at least a third one on to the end of that program. Number two is they're probably going to go back and become more hawkish. Like I said earlier in the first half of the program, we've got Mr. Bullard, who's a bit of a big mouth on the Federal Reserve, and he is just screaming at the top of his lungs that he wants 5.375%. He wants to go from where we are right now at 475 to 5.375. And every time that dude opens his mouth, we get a bit of a shudder. It's a bit of an earthquake that goes through the financial 
and economic markets because we understand you shock the system that bad that quickly and all of a sudden you could put into motion a domino effect and we could drive ourselves into a recession and of course that's what we're scared of as investors that's what we're scared of especially if we're close to coming to retirement and so is there any other thing well we have to be pulling our head out of the sand because now we've got inflation that's hotter than expected. We've got a massive number of people that are retiring. And if you retire, what do you go on after you retire? Answer the question. That's right. Screaming at the radio. You go on to Social Security. That's right. And now we've got the Social Security Administration coming out saying, well, now Social Security, because of the numbers, is likely to be insolvent by 2032. It just bumped up the timeline. And so now Social Security aged individuals are even more scared. Now, what could possibly be the reason? If some part of today's discussion really resonated with you, and you have questions about today's discussion, you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, I'm going to encourage you, do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step, reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Well, there's a couple of things that I would like to share with you, and I know that this is going to be one of those moments in which you think that maybe I decided to pull out the Reynolds wrap and make myself a foil hat, and it's possible, but I believe that there could be an undertone, a very, very mild encouragement from media and from the government to get people convinced to go on to Social Security sooner than they expected. I believe that there is very much an incentive for the government to get you to go on to your Social Security sooner than you expected. And why? Why would they do that? Are they encouraging you to go on to Social Security out of the goodness of their heart? Really? When's the last time you ever knew the government to ever do anything specifically out of the goodness of their heart for you, for the benefit of you? You see, the reason that they could have to incentivize a person or the public to get onto Social Security sooner rather than later is because they all know that if they get people going on sooner, they don't have to pay them as much. And you say, yeah, but it's going broke. Well, guess what else? The flip side of that coin is that I personally do not believe that that will ever be allowed. Okay, let me rephrase that. I do not believe that in your generation, you're going to see Social Security go broke. Politicians are absolute masters at waiting and delaying to the last minute to do anything. Unless it is an absolute crisis, unless it is an absolute must, it's the 11th hour politicians don't get off their butts to do anything. Can we all be agreed about that? And I simply do not see it happening. When you have in February of 2024, 12,000 people a day turning age 65, you have the vast majority of the country on Social Security. 
And you think a politician or politicians are going to go, yeah, we're going to mess with that. We're going to let it go broke. Can you imagine the backlash that that's going to have? So, no, I do not subscribe to turning on Social Security simply early because if you don't, you're not going to get what you deserve. If you turn it on early, you're not going to get what you deserve anyway. That is my personal opinion. And the math backs me up on that. So in this, I believe that there is some rhetoric. I believe that there is stress to Social Security. There is no doubt about it. The math shows us that it has a much bigger outflow than it's ever had. It still has three people paying in for every person taking out. So it's still marginally growing, but it's under duress. And we all know that. Okay. So the reality here is what do we do? Where do we go from here? If you have money sitting in a 401k, if you have money sitting in the stock market and you've got all of this information that is leading to evidence or that is evidence leading to the facts that the Federal Reserve is going to have to get hawkish or at least more hawkish than they've been before, what do you do? Do you run for the hills? Do you just stay here and cross your fingers and toes? What do you do? Well, I believe that it is time, if you have up until this point not been involved in your own retirement and how your money is being invested, it's time for you to get engaged. It's time for you to get active. It's time for you to sit down and to begin to analyze when your Social Security does get turned on, what is it going to provide you? Has your pension been negatively affected by the rise in interest rates. That's right. You heard me. When interest rates go up, some pensions can be devastated and see huge drops in value. And so you have to look at your pensions and identify, is there anything that is going on negatively with my pension because of the environment we're going through right now? You have to look at your portfolio and your timeline of retirement and suggest, is it time for me to continue to play chicken with the market, or is it time for me to make a shift? How does a person make a shift into things that are going to be safer? Well, if you're in a 401k, it's challenging. It's challenging at best because 401ks are mainly designed for growth. They're mainly designed with aggressive investments. And if you're over the age of 59 and a half, this is the reason why people, so many people, are taking and pursuing the in-service rollovers. They're moving their money, or at least a part of their money, away from the 401k, that which is more risky and that can drop, and now you've got to wait for recovery, and they're moving those dollars into individual IRAs. Now, once you're in an IRA, now you have the ability of being able to invest more securely, keeping your principles safer. But here's the key. When you're in retirement, why do you want Social Security? Why? Why do you want it? You want it because it's a lifetime income. Now, let me ask you a question. Isn't that the same reason that you saved money in your 401k, that you deferred money out of every paycheck so that when you got to retirement, you could have more income because you knew Social Security wasn't going to be enough? And you see, this is where investing for income comes into play. When we can begin to invest our money into things that are going to be making us 5%, 6% or more, Every single year in income. Think about it. What if for the last 20 years of your life, your 401k grew every single year by 5%? That would be astounding, right? But in the last 20 years, you haven't seen that. 
You've seen losses of 50%. You've seen losses of 60%. You've seen losses like 2020 when the stock market tanks 37% in six weeks. You've seen and lived through that. Is this something that as you get closer and closer to retirement, you can see the finish line from here? Do you want to continue to play chicken with your retirement? You want to continue to gamble at the Wall Street Casino? Or is it time to make a change? And for many of you, you're waking up to the realities that this situation economically is not going to be solved overnight. We're not done yet. The feds aren't done yet. This information that is positive is negative. And that means that they're going to continue to strangle the economy. They're going to continue to tighten the noose. And it's up to you to make the critical shift within how you're investing your money so that your money is safer. Things that produce income help you do three things. That income, whether it's interest income or dividend income, gives you income if you need the income. It helps you reduce your risk and it helps you compound your returns. Here's my offer to you. I will be willing to take a few minutes out of my day to have a discussion with you about how fixed income may indeed help you on your road to success in retirement. Just give my office a call. The telephone number is toll-free, 866-290-3837. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. I hope that you've been able to be motivated to take action. These are things that you can control. And I thank you for listening. I'm Matthew Johnson. Remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.